0: Behemoths arise to take their rightful place on the throne. One will fall, maybe in the Godzilla vs. Kong panel. <laughs> Welcome back to the Monsters vs. Men podcast. This is the bargain basement of Monster Podcasting Airwaves. Uh, This week, as we try to stay alive, we're discussing Godzilla vs. Kong again. But you've heard enough from us, honestly. Uh, I'm Eric, by the way. I'm Alex. And I am excited for this episode, Alex. uh, Whenever we were talking about our Godzilla vs. Kong coverage... Um, I was just thinking I couldn't wait to do another panel episode. We did a panel episode with the Gamera Heisei Trilogy, um, and I absolutely love how that turned out. So I was super excited to do one today. Mm,
1: Yeah, it it wasn't competitive enough last time, so (laughs) there'll be blood spilt this time.
0: Oh, uh, (laughs) let's see. Maybe one will fall, Alex. We will see. Um, let's go ahead and introduce our, our guests, though, because I'm excited to hear from them. Alex, you want to start with our first guest?
1: Uh, yeah. First, we got Zimzilla, or Nathan. It's the first time on the podcast. Most of you know him on YouTube as Zimzilla, and Nathan's had conversations and videos about such a, a wide variety of monster-related topics, and uh, recently actually enjoyed his Twitter thread about 15 most well-known monsters. He's trying to pitch Ed Boon on making a Mortal Kombat movie with these guys. (laughs) Now, (laughs) uh, what really inspired you to get in on this? Because you were much more detailed than everybody else.
2: Okay, so as a gamer, a self-identified gamer, and Uh someone who... Bad words. (laughs) Bad words, oh boy. (laughs) As someone who's actually a really big, big NetherRealm fan, so I loved Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat... Like all of them from nine to eleven. I've also loved Injustice one and two. The fact that Ed Boon is teasing us like this is an actual thing because he's done this before. I'm like, oh, don't don't give me hope. I need this. <laughs> I will be <laughs> as serious as possible. <laughs> just take me seriously so I can have a Godzilla game. I need this. Mm-hmm. So I was I super. Guess. I was super happy just to do that and sort of get the engagement on it and. I think anytime I see a topic like that, I would love to engage with it as honestly as possible because I love like expanding the genre into other mediums, and I love my games. Mm,
1: yeah, nice. I'm hoping he does it. Let's yeah. do it. That'd be awesome. <laughs> uh,
0: our second guest, returning for her second time to the podcast, we have Lisa Nafziger, artist, author, and I would say community builder. Now, Lisa, you need to know, I now have a piece of your art in my office in my son's room and now my classroom at school, so I guess my question for you is: Do I have a problem?
3: I mean, I've always wanted the opportunity to haunt somebody's house, so I think this is close <laughs> as I'm going to get. <laughs> so maybe, maybe we both have a problem. But no, seriously, it was fun to put together that set of camera illustrations all together for you. So oh, yeah. I'm glad you like it. No, that now, was, how are you
1: going to haunt? Did you put blood in those paintings? Oh yeah,
3: <laughs> there's a piece of me in everything I do, literally.
1: <laughs>
0: Thanks for being back, though. Seriously, Lisa, appreciate it.
1: I'm excited. <laughs> Next, but certainly not least, for her first time on the podcast, we have Destiny, or as many of you know her as, Kaiju Hime. She's the creator of Girls Who Love Monsters, contributor to the upcoming issue two of Kaiju Ramen, and, uh, if Henry is not lying to me, a new Monster Hunter fan, which is, <laughs> if he's to be believed.
4: Uh, yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> The only problem is I haven't had time to sit down and play it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just before this, you were talking about Final Fantasy TID, So which is it?
4: I mean, that's true. <laughs> but like the last time I was, I was like, Henry, like we, we have to get together. And so we like, we played, he like bought me a uh, PlayStation Plus subscription specifically so we could play. <laughs> so Well, that sounds like Henry. To do something yeah. like that, <laughs> sure. it's, it's like, oh, thanks for your help. Now we're playing Monster Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
0: it, he suddenly forces you into doing it, yeah. I know, <laughs> yeah, he's Bernie. <laughs> <laughs>
5: oh, yeah.
3: Finally, we get some like kaiju podcast representation. this. right, right, <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs>
0: uh, all right, let, let's go ahead and jump into it, shall we? So, first off. I want to know how many times you've seen Godzilla versus Kong now, and I want to know what were your first impressions, and do you still feel that same way after potentially a couple of viewings? Lisa, let's go ahead and start with you.
3: So, so far, I've only seen it just the one time, the day that it came out, Um, but... I I don't know. I feel like I'll give it a rewatch later, but over a week later, everything's still standing out in my memory pretty clearly. So, I hope that's just a testament to like how memorable everything is cuz you know sometimes there'll be so many movies, like I think about the Transformer series, I can't tell them apart cuz I get everything overlapped in my head, but no, this one stands on its own. So, it's a good one.
0: Fantastic. Nathan or Nate, what about you?
2: So, I would say at this point um i've seen it three times actually i've seen it twice in theaters once with my dad and then another time with the boys and then a third time i saw it online streaming via hbo max with a couple of other friends and overall it may just be because i've seen it three times but everything again just sticks together in my mind i can remember everything pretty well but when it comes to Godzilla movies in general, that kind of seems to be my thing for most of them, so I'm not sure if it's just this film in particular, but I plan to see it again, maybe a fourth time next week, but that's all still up in the air.
0: And you start, you're starting to sound like Alex. I know he's seen it three times as well.
2: Yeah, twice in theaters, one at home. Hey, same <laughs> exactly. See, uh,
0: yeah. Go, go ahead, mate.
2: I uh, no, no, just same. I'm just happy that we're able to. Well, the, the the interesting thing is that we've been able to see it both on like the big screen, if your theater is open. That is condolences to people yeah. who aren't, and then of course the opportunity that people have had to see it online, and then just seeing the numbers for it is also impressive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. I'm really hoping it. Uh, it continues its success. We'll see. Yeah. Destiny, what about you?
4: So I've only seen it the one time so far. Um, and it, it was very pleasant because like, I have just been so run down lately. And again, going back to Henry, he's like, look, I'm going to help you cheer up. Go, <laughs> go watch a fun movie, go watch a lizard versus monkey. And so I'm like, okay, tonight I'm not doing anything. So it was my husband and I, we watched it on e- HBO. And I think I, I was just kind of watching this movie the whole time, like, wow, wow, wow! <laughs> like, like, I, I really want to see it again, but I really want to go and see it in theaters. So here's hoping. Um, if not, I'll probably see if I can watch it again on streaming because I think it just warrants a few watches.
1: Mm, yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: Alex Alex could definitely back you up on that there, one.
4: There's, there's a
1: lot of plot threads there that are like, yeah, we're going to give half a line of dialogue to it, and we're going to hope you catch it the first time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also the theater experience. Uh, Alex and I were very fortunate to, to see this together in theaters, and yeah, I, if you get a chance and if it's safe, I, I can't recommend it enough on the big screen. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, we've seen, my husband and I had seen um, all the other MonsterVerse movies, like, in the theater the night it came out. Um, so this was very, it was very different. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of sucks, but.
1: Yeah, it's a little different when you're not vibrating from Kong running around a city uh, in the audio. <laughs> the bass just, like, shaking your seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess we should just go ahead and jump into spoilers. Uh, the film has been out for a while now, so I think we're good. And if you haven't seen it, then why are you listening to this? <laughs> and <laughs> for you all, like, what surprised you most about the film? Uh, Destiny?
4: Yeah, I, I can't think of anything that really surprised me, like, per se. I think uh, for me personally, when I go in, go into movies, um, I'm kind of just always along for the ride. Um, I'm not a big spoiler person so I mean I love like I, I love when people talk about spoilers because people are so excited like and they're sharing their excitement with me so I'm like yeah tell me everything and and you know I'm just I'm more hyped to see it because you're just like bah, 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 and I'm just feeding off that energy I'm like energy vampire <laughs> <laughs> um but the the thing that I was really most interested in seeing is where they took the hollow earth concept, because when they mentioned that in King of the monsters, I was just sort of like, Oh, whatever. They just said that and they're not going to do anything with it. But the fact Mm. that they did, I thought that was really cool. And like seeing Kong's ancestral home and his like um, Kong's relationship with Gia, I think like all of that was just, was like really cool, I felt very fed. I was like, that was surprising that they kind of did that. Um, But I did have this ah moment, like this uh, (laughs) ah where it's like the scene, the last scene where Kong and Godzilla are fighting and Godzilla starts doing the gator crawl. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I was just like, I was just like, what? What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm, I'm I'm vibing. Alright, let's do it. Alright. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's it's awesome. I never <laughs> expected to see any Godzilla be on all fours except for maybe a uh, ninety eight.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's it's just like I don't know, it was so it's such a. I feel like it is such a really like small thing in the scheme of Godzilla-ness, but it was just like the fact that they like made that uh, decision was just, I don't know. It's, like, so kind of, um, it didn't seem characteristic, but it was, like, a very interesting and kind of new and refreshing thing. It just caught me off guard. Mm. Yeah, it, I've I've noticed a lot of people
1: online, like, pointing that out. So that stuck with a lot of people. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think that's the benefit of, like, having a CG movie instead of a suit actor is you can be a little more experimental with that kind of stuff. Like tune up the animal bit of everything. Can
1: Can you imagine Godzilla doing that? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, Oh (laughs) Oh,
4: buddy. There there goes his head. (laughs) Get it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely a perk. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. Lisa,
3: what about you? Um, The storyline is just so bananas. No pun intended. (laughs) No pun intended. I can't take credit. Henry said that to me like the morning before I watched and I was like, oh, I'm so excited. Um, I guess I was surprised that maybe it didn't carry over much from any of the other movies. Like there's still a reoccurring cast and some brief references to the other movies, but I guess I kind of thought it was going to be more of a continuation from King of the Monsters. And it doesn't feel that way, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, I think that it's a successful standalone film, so it's just really accessible to everybody. I mean, how do you advertise it to somebody who hasn't watched anything at all? You can be like, The Monkey Punches the Lizard, and it's great. Like, <laughs> very
1: accessible. Yeah, I think that was a downfall for a lot of people, expecting that continuation rather than this standalone thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've seen a lot of complaints about that. And I I get that if you expect that to be the case. But I didn't have a problem either. Uh, Nathan, what about you?
2: I mean, like, obviously, aside from the Mr. Big Bad of this film, I think the one thing that surprised me most was how much the film actually committed to the premise it advertised. Because I think for a lot of people... The MonsterVerse films haven't really been exactly all they've been cracked up to be. Like for example, with twenty fourteen, a lot of people were like, "Oh, I can't wait to see Godzilla on the big screen," and he's gone, and that's <laughs> actually the film. <laughs> and then and you're gonna
4: have a Godzilla in your Godzilla movie? Yeah.
2: <laughs> What's this? A lack of lizard for my lizard movie? No way. <laughs>
3: Or a lack of lighting to even see him. Like- exactly.
2: <laughs> and it's like a similar thing in King of the Monsters too, where everyone's like, oh my gosh, we finally get to see King Ghidorah in a Hollywood movie and obscured by weather effects. And of course, the big human plot, which actually I'll get into that later on. We get some more of the questions. But this film really is about a giant lizard smacking up a giant monkey this is no longer monkey smacks lizard lizard smacked up monkey and i was surprised by that like there is a lot of animalistic ferocity like when they said oh yeah we're gonna make the monsters really violent i'm like well okay sure i'll i'll believe it when i see it and then i see it and i'm like oh oh you were serious first you had my interest now you have my attention yeah and that, that that i was really happy with that like overall I, I came there for one thing, and I'm happy with them actually delivering. Yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, it says it in the title. I think you're absolutely right. It is Godzilla versus Kong for a reason. Um, sh- shifting directions a little bit, I want to talk about Adam Wingard, the director of this film, and kind of the style that he brought. Now, you all know a whole lot more about artistic design than I do. Um, I know you probably caught on to more than Alex and I could ever catch on to. But, but what stood out to you when it came to Wingard's approach and his direction and maybe his artistic design in this film? And Nate, I'd like to start with you this time.
2: So I think like I have to respect a lot of his sound design and like his monster characterization, because coming off the fact that he also did the live-action Death Note movie, which really didn't keep a lot of stuff from the anime in terms of sounds or motifs or anything like that. I'd say in this film, they really committed to making both monsters as like what they should be. Godzilla's this overwhelming force of nature with a lot of deep bellows, roaring, and his body language just really characterizing him as that. And with Kong, he's very much a lot more sympathetic. He's curious. You can really see when he's happy. And of course, Kong being an ape, it's a lot easier for like people to see his facial expressions but with Godzilla we see him get pretty emotive in this film and we see genuine moments of like happiness and sort of like that wistful kind of glee he gets and just him reveling in the fact that he is the king of the monsters and he can slap up anyone that gets in his way. And also for like fight choreography too like that's an important part of design like both monsters didn't feel like they were just two guys in mocap kind of slapping each other around. Both of them really committed to a specific type of brawling. And that in a way just made the fight more interesting. And you really got on your toes to see who got it, what, how they got in those hits and sort of why. And it just overall led to this fantastic battle. And in the original aircraft carrier battle, then going into underwater and then finally the Hong Kong battle, which is just a spectacle to be sure. Yeah, Absolutely.
0: Destiny, what about you?
4: I really was drawn to the color palettes a lot mm-hmm. in this movie. I mean, if you look at like my own artwork, you'll see that I'm drawn to things that are very bright and bold and colorful. Um, so the fact that you know we're not obscured the the whole movie's not obscured in, like, blackness, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Being able to enjoy these very rich color palettes and these very, like, deep-saturated scenes. The one that comes out in my mind is, like, you know, when they're fighting in Hong Kong and you have all of those different vibrant colors, very, I think I heard someone say Pacific Mm Rim-esque, but um, also in other parts of the film so when kong is on the um aircraft carrier and they're in the ocean um it was just like sepia tones things were very orange and warm and and that was really nice refreshing and then um where kong's home was like in in the hollow earth but also at the beginning um everything also just seemed like really just very vibrant. And I like really appreciated that. And it really made this film kind of stand out in my mind more so than Godzilla 2014 or King of the Monsters. um, Because every, I felt like every scene with their color palettes were just so refreshing and so saturated. Yeah. You could tell
0: by the title card. Of, of this film, that this is gonna be a colorful movie. <laughs> uh, yeah,
4: and it yeah. definitely made it for me that made it feel more like a cartoon. Mm. So that it, and in addition with like the CGI animation, right? I always have this um, CGI for me is always very different from like someone in a suit because you, these creatures don't have mass as an actual person would have mass that space so uh, kind of the they're able to push expressions and movements a lot more than if it was a person lumbering around so having a mixture of that and these bright colors um, the tones just felt like hey this is like a cartoon and you're watching two monsters beat each other up and we're not gonna get too deep with it <laughs> you know <laughs> like yeah, we're gonna keep things we're gonna keep things kind of fun like we know why you're here. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Lisa, what about you? What did you see in um, Wingard's artistic approach?
3: We we should have had a sign when we saw his shoes when he did like the the premiere. Right? He had like the red shoe and the blue shoe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the what? man himself. Awesome. Oh, the picture's hilarious. But no, I'm I'm with Destiny. The colors are great. The lighting is super striking. I think that there are some really ambitious camera shots during the action scenes. And I think how at first I was a little bummed out that like, oh, I'm not going to see this in the theater. I'm going to watch it at home on HBO Max, like on my own TV. But I mean, maybe if I'd seen it in the theater, I'd be all right. But I'm thinking if I had watched it on the IMAX screen with all of the hollow earth vertigo shots that they're doing, I really <laughs> think I would have hurled. So <laughs> oh.
5: <laughs>
3: it, I mean, it's really immersive that way, but uh, you get kind of dizzy at some points in the movie.
2: For
1: sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that shot when they come out and they go around the uh, atomic breath and past Kong, it's like, I know in the theater, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, yeah, we've talked pretty positively so far, but did any of you all have any disappointments about the film? Like anything you'd like to see more of, or anything that just didn't quite sit right with you all? Uh, Lisa?
3: I noticed a lot of my friends were pointing out that there was the removal of the Skull Island natives and like how that whole storyline just seems to be pushed to the side out of convenience. But like, I know that some things get trimmed out of a movie for the sake of like meeting a good runtime, but I don't know the way that like just this whole group of people is kind of waved away in just one sentence of backstory just felt really dismissive. So Maybe there's something in the novelization of the movie that delves into that more. Um, I think Faye probably knows. She's our detective on the case, so I should ask her.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Nathan?
2: Yeah, actually, speaking of the novelization, I will be trying to get a copy of it tomorrow, but I've seen people who have sent me screenshots of pages from the novelization. And there is so much characterization that is missing from the film. Like, I know people have talked about, like, Wingard saying there's like a five hour, like, kind of cut of the film they said like wouldn't really be comprehensible as like a normal movie but in like when you're reading the novel i can definitely believe him because we got to see a lot of characters return it, the continuity is a lot more in line with king of the monsters a lot of things are called back better and for example i'd say like one of the most disappointing things of this film for me has to be the character of red sarazawa the son of arguably the MonsterVerse's most recognizable character receives next to no dialogue And he doesn't even acknowledge his father's death in this film or like how Godzilla or his father's death informs his character. And it just seems rather disappointing, especially when he's a lot more interesting in the novel in terms of like how he phrases his relationship with Godzilla to that of his father. And I don't know. And then even Lisa mentioned the, um, the Iwi people, we apparently will be finding about that in kingdom Kong, apparently like what happened to them because it's kind of mentioned in the novelization as well. But I think like it felt like that aspect of the film was trimmed out so that we could have that comic, which isn't necessarily the best choice in my opinion, but maybe the comic will make up for it. I'm not entirely sure, but it definitely does affect the film in my opinion.
3: That's interesting. I didn't know there was a comic.
2: Yeah, no, Godzilla Dominion and Kingdom Kong. Both of those were in the Titan anthology, which... Both of them kind of lead up to and sort of explain what was going on between King of the Monsters and GVK. I need to check those out.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) I've heard good things about it. Speaking of Faye, I know she was speaking the praises of, of Godzilla Dominion. So I, I really need to check that out.
1: Yeah, the monster designs in uh, Dominion are pretty cool.
2: Yeah, like we get to see a lot of monsters that were named in King of the Monsters actually show up, and now we can actually put a face to a name in a sense. Very cool. Hmm.
1: Uh, Destiny, what about you?
4: So I'm going to agree with um, what Nathan said, that there's just, aside from Ren, I felt like there's just so many underutilized characters. And I think that there were so many characters that we could have just cut some of these people out. I mean, like, Madison's dad, Nathan, like, the scenes with him, like, he he didn't need to be there. I see how it is. I I mean, also, I have, I just hated him in king of the monsters so (laughs)
3: doesn't he have some wolves to go take pictures of or something I know I'm
4: like (laughs) oh my my gosh how it's a giant lizard and it's like I know everything because I study wolves don't get me started (laughs) oh my gosh okay um (laughs) I like that that's too much
1: of a stretch but (laughs) but hollow earth is a okay yeah
4: yeah yeah (laughs) that's fine I don't care, whatever. I like well, it, I like it. It's, it's not just that, it was just like him and King of the Monsters was so like, white savior like, yeah. it's I'm coming in and I know everything, so I'm just like get him out of here, I hate him. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just feel like he could have been cut entirely um, I wish there was more focus on the relationship between Eileen and Gia uh, or Gia because Like, that was really, that was, like, really interesting to me. Um, And Eileen's character, I was just like, what are they doing to this poor woman? Like, she ends up just becoming the in-between between between the guy and Gia. And this guy shows up and he's like, tell her to say this. I'll tell her to say this. But then I'm telling you that she said this to him and this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, she's Sigourney Weaver in Galaxy Quest. Repeating the computer, uh. <laughs> you know. I'm like, mm. I'm like, we don't need that guy either. Get him out of here too. Yeah. So that yeah. that was not great. <laughs> the storyline with with Madison and company was really interesting, but I I understand like why we had that storyline because they had to we had to tie everything together somehow, and um, so that was. That was pretty interesting. I wanted to see more focus on them, too. Um, but maybe in, like, the novelizations or something, maybe there's... I should check out the books because maybe there's a lot more in there. I don't know. They um, say the book's always better, right? Yeah. <laughs> they should just they should just get the rights to make a MonsterVerse, like, Netflix TV show and just cram everything yeah. in there. Oh,
1: that'd be awesome. Yeah.
4: Um, I also really wanted them to push the Kong Godzilla buddy cop dynamic more like that—that <laughs> that is what I really really wanted like there's the scene where Kong's in Hollow Earth and then like Godzilla somehow blasts a hole down there and then he's like get up here you know like I thought that was him being like, like hey come up here we got another threat we gotta team up go right. buddy cop right and then they start brawling and I'm like wait, I thought you were pals. That's all I want. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, but you know, aside from that, I also just sort of wish that we explored the hollow earth more, um, just because that was someplace interesting and someplace new. And I felt like there's a lot of very visually interesting things that you could have, that could have been done there. Mm -hmm. Um, as much as I really like seeing, you know, Big Lizard crush buildings, you know, having, like, a change of scenery, maybe being in this fantastical environment and seeing the the rest of the ecosystem and how all of that works together, I think that would be fun to explore.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I think that can make a movie in itself. Mm-hmm. Just the entire Hollow Earth um, and exploring that entire world. Because you're mm-hmm. right. Like, that thing was... So visually unique. I just wanted more of it. Yeah, uh, Alex, you wanted to uh, announce NVM Plus before we jump to our awards here.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, this week on NVM Plus, we are going to be talking a little bit about Eric's interview of uh, with uh, Chris Stewartson, where they didn't go. He didn't go hard enough at Chris. So <laughs> I'm going to do it for him. No, just <laughs> kidding. I'm, I'm mostly just. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with Chris on a lot of his points, and we just kind of talk about some of the similar topics for that episode, and really just kind of dive in on what, you know, how expectations affect us when we view a movie, and whether they fade over time, and that type of thing.
0: Yeah, Chris legendarily, legendarily, not legendary, the, the, the uh, studio, but he <laughs> legendarily gave this movie a one out of five stars, so... <gasps> Uh,
3: what risk? Oh, yeah, and to think I told you happy birthday. <laughs> oh, <man.
0: laughs>
1: Sorry, we can delete that tweet. Okay, we do that. Yeah. redacted.
0: <laughs> well, let's go ahead and jump into these awards here. Uh, we'll start with Nate with the coolest character award.
2: Nate, who did you have? All right, so Nate's coolest character is going to be Nathan. <laughs> 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 okay. I <laughs> <laughs> also I think you mixed up Mark with Nathan. <laughs> Oh, when yeah, you, yeah, said, you said you said yeah but um I feel like in a way wait, hmm, what were we you either say?
4: wait so Madison's dad
2: is Mark Mark yeah not
4: oh whatever well I don't like either of that <laughs> 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 that was
5: not
2: <laughs> I,
4: I was getting Kyle really confused Chisler. but I was just like <laughs>
2: Maybe when
0: I
1: edit this, I'll understand later.
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah, to be fair, you've got Mark, Nathan, and Kyle. Pretty basic white guy (laughs)
2: names. Sorry, (laughs) Nate. Nate.
4: (laughs) I've only seen the movie once. I'm sorry, fake fan. (laughs) Whoa.
2: (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I actually, I think, like, in a lot of ways, compared to every other scientist main character in the Monsterverse, between Joe mark and nathan nate just seems to be the most reluctant of the group to kind of pursue the call of adventure in this film and of course there's the um there's the coward line that is um put at the start of it and i think it's really interesting that they call him a coward but he really takes charge once he goes into the whole monarch scene again he feels like he's a lot more back into his element. He's the one who sort of helps the aircraft carrier top size again so that Kong is able to like start fighting Godzilla that first time. And he also works up the heave. He's the one who resuscitates Kong. He just feels like a really interesting character in that regard and a lot more of an everyman, a lot more than Mark was. And I think that that's why I like Nathan more than Mark and not just because we share a name. Totally not the
1: only reason, guys. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, for what it's worth, I picked him as my favorite, uh, my coolest character as well. Oh, awesome. Because nice. of the the journey he goes on is very similar to the audience. Like he realizes how human Kong kind of is, and that's when he becomes less of a coward. I really like that about him.
0: Yeah, Destiny. Um, what about you?
4: Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting here thinking before I say who my coolest character is. Um, just how interesting it is to hear um, the how different like the different characters that we seem to resonate with i just find that really interesting yeah um for me it's definitely gia like Mm. that that little girl is amazing and i love her
1: (laughs) she's so Um, adorable and she's so good
4: she's so good i love her little like pong doll and like just it's yeah she was definitely the coolest i think that yeah For me, I really, I have this, uh, I don't know, I just love the dynamic between um, girl and monster. This is, it's just all this media I've been absorbing. And to, like, see that dynamic between, Mm. like, in this movie, and it's not Kong steal, pretty lady, climb up a building. It's Kong (laughs) have emotional relationship with, with little girl. Like, that was just... I think at one point I was just tearing up. I was just like, "So great!" Yeah, yeah. It yeah. Speaks to them. me too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I love, I love that point that you make. What would, the opening song of the movie even plays with this idea, right? Um, what what's I can't remember what the opening song what the, what the title of it is, but it's like something about you know, like I can't remember the exact lyrics here either. I'm a great host right now, but uh, <laughs> no, it talks about. <laughs> You know, like I think it's something like she's the apple of my eye or, you know, like she's the one that I love something along Mm -hmm. those lines. And it's, you know, Gia, of course, right? Mm -hmm. And there's really a special relationship there between Kong and Gia that I I really appreciate. I'm glad that you clinged on to that as well, Destiny. Uh, Shout
3: out to the person who did like the recut of the opening and put Smash Mouth in it instead. That (laughs) was what was in my head. It was in everybody's head. I'm so glad. (laughs) (laughs)
0: what about you lisa who is your coolest character oh
3: i love gia so much like i think about how much i really liked ayana in the gamera series thinking like oh it's like my 90s magical girl monster thing like (laughs) the connections there i like it um but also um i really love bernie the the podcast man finally some podcast representation (laughs) it's freaking me out i'm like you know legendary toho are you guys watching us like when they did the media monday thing the other week i was like hello
4: (laughs) oh yeah totally
3: They or the Ella doing. King with the gun thing that was like in a recent episode too again, and I was just like, "What is happening?" <laughs> they're, they're, they're learning, you, Lisa.
4: My <laughs> <laughs> like, has
0: eyes everywhere. Now, now you're starting to sound like yeah. Bernie a little bit. Oh, before.
4: A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he he is us. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, what about your uh, most memorable line award uh, Lisa
3: that also comes from Bernie the whole scene where he's like talking about like you know do you drink tap water or no tap water tap or no tap like using it as a a metric to gauge <laughs> if somebody's like in it or not so <laughs> I really feel like we could adopt that for another gatekeeping tool in the G fandom oh, like nice. yes, <laughs> tap or no yes. tap
1: Like <laughs> we need to start implementing this immediately ah uh, yes
2: another <laughs> weapon in my arsenal <laughs>
1: Um, (laughs) of destiny
4: (laughs) uh for me i didn't really have any lines that stood out for me but it's just the scene where kong they discover that he's signing and he's signing like home Mm. and he looks so he looks so sad and it just like stabbed me in the heart i think i was just like (laughs) (laughs) He <laughs> wanna go home Take monkey home
1: <laughs> So <laughs> Yeah It was a good moment <laughs> Nathan what about you
2: I'd have to go with the you are a very brave girl Line because like This is coming uh. right off of the fact that Gia has just felt Kong's heart rate Begin to slow and you can just See the emotion on her face like how distraught She is that she might this might be the last Time she'll see him alive and that he is actually Dying and then when Nate gets the realization and then he tries to comfort her, and then she just kind of has that look at her surrogate mom, and she just kind of knows what's actually going on, and then she points at him, and he just takes it so genuinely. He's like, "Oh, maybe we both are." It, like <laughs> a lot of people had issue with King of the Monsters, like kind of just throwing jokes out there, but this just felt so natural. And it got like I've seen again seeing it twice in theaters. It got a genuine chuckle out of the audience both times I saw it. So I'm happy with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Same thing with our audience. No, I laughed at that line. That was good. Um, can't believe the acting award. Destiny will start with you this time.
4: Gia, she my MVP. good choice big surprise
0: (laughs) no uh yeah shout out to kaylee Hoddle. she does a fantastic job in this movie um just so much emotion she brings into that
1: role um her smile at the end of the film is really nice yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
2: absolutely uh nathan i definitely have to say it's got to be bernie he can be a little over the top at times, but like it is him being over the top and all those quirks that really just show like how human he is as a character. Like when he finally sees um Wolf Boy Mark, he's like, can you come on the podcast? Like there's moments like that or him trying to change his accent when um Josh and Madison go to see him. Like, I'll, call, I'll call the police. I'll call the police. I have you on camera. <laughs> it's, it's those moments like that he he is he's definitely a quirky guy and he'd probably be fun to hang around in all honesty yeah i like it <laughs> when
1: they got the guns pointed at him he's like, it's, it's soundproof glass <laughs> <laughs> so
3: uh,
0: good lisa what about you
1: uh
3: i know destiny and nate you were talking about this a little bit earlier um about like the the character acting for the creatures themselves so like i know this award usually goes for like a physical actor but i'm really impressed with the micro expressions that they're Mm -hmm. able to give godzilla and kong like Mm -hmm. the subtle ways that they emote it's just really effective but but tell me this like all the joking that we did about will they won't they are they gonna get together are they gonna kiss at the (laughs) end when he's about to walk off in the sunset as he does you know godzilla got to go in the water for the final shot um they kind of had a look right (laughs) Oh yeah, there was kind of some eyes. So
1: I don't know if I saw that in my cut. (laughs) Watch it again. Maybe maybe that was the winger cut
5: you saw. Watch it again.
4: (laughs) Oh man, Lisa, we go from fighting to buddy cop to lovers. It's it's the trope. (laughs) Look,
0: we have have no idea what's in this five-hour cut of this film. So
4: (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna have little spiky monkeys.
3: (laughs) <laughs> Whoa, Jeez. can you imagine?
1: It's a literal monster
2: match. Um, <laughs> wow. So this, what about uh, the standout effect award, mate? So, we haven't talked about him yet, but the standout effect has to go to the Apex Titan Mecha Godzilla. Like, without a doubt, there is Ooh. just so much to him. Like, he's. I know Wingard mentioned that he took a lot of inspiration from the Bayformers Transformers in terms of design. However, he's a lot more simplified than their designs and it allows his like silhouette to really stand out. And he is just as animated as Godzilla and Kong are. Like there's this one shot right after he destroys the sort of buildings in front of him and Godzilla roars at him. He just has like this turn of the head and you just hear these like metallic sound effects like that dun, 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 dun. And then those two roar each other and go at it. Like, Mechagodzilla is such an awesome standout effect. And as the new monster on the block, they really, like, blew it out of the park when it came to the, f- like, maybe final antagonist of the Monsterverse. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, they really did. And I wasn't sold on his head design initially, but this last viewing, I enjoyed it more because it's even more, like, detached from godzilla in terms of like it just looks even more i mean Inhuman is the only word coming to mind but it looks even more of like a imposter i guess in the face that i really like like just absent of life i
3: kind of want to show a hands though did did all of us have it spoiled that he was going to be part of the movie or oh, yeah. yeah
1: yeah okay I saw it in like the trailer
3: <laughs> okay like i must have zoned out i mean we all know what i was looking for the moment i was looking for but yeah You're like everybody fan after fan the fact was just like oh it's in the trailer if you look and i'm like squinting going through the footage <laughs> like oh the the metal thing? Okay, yeah. <laughs> but wasn't there like the release of the toy?
2: Yeah. Kind yep. of gave it he away for everybody too. In 2019. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
4: Guys, yeah. the real spoiler here, Doug. Doug. Oh, God. <laughs> He's eaty doug I caught on yeah,
0: oh yeah. good job henry <laughs> i swear i think henry is the third host of this podcast in this episode so
5: it's true. Channeling.
2: who's really haunting something now that's yeah, exactly. true
5: yeah
2: <laughs> i bet his ears are burning oh,
0: yeah. he's gonna love this he's gonna love this lisa what about you and your standout effect award
3: uh even though it made me kind of nauseous the hollow earth stuff was super cool like I think the whole construction of that like mapping everything out so it's like this reversal would have been interesting to figure out so that's that's pretty cool for me I do want to know more about the the monkey hand like the rock face that he like they have the whole creation of Adam moment you know when he reaches for it and what was that about is that another yeah. thing in the book? Yep. I gotta find out.
1: <laughs> we need an anti-gravity monster battle.
3: Right? Oh my gosh, yes! The universe is
2: set up <laughs> for it. We need to see it.
3: It would have been cool to see them Godzilla. fight in this environment, but maybe maybe Agreed. it'd be too much. I don't know.
1: <laughs> maybe not enough buildings to smash Godzilla's face into. They'd just True. be like
2: <laughs> rotating through space. A true dance. It just reminds <laughs> me, like if they were an anti gravity Godzilla, could use his atomic breath and be like Sonic the Hedgehog doing a homing attack. <laughs> it's <laughs> just, just the first thing that comes really to do. mind.
1: <laughs> he could
3: actually fly like he doesn't. Right. People. He could do that <gasps> or the like the swing kick thing.
4: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Wasted opportunity. Legendary.
1: We've got your next movie. Just give us a call.
4: <laughs> I just, I just was inspired. Okay. So picture this. <laughs> they're anti-gravity. There's a uh, giant, like there's they're stuck in a gravitational pull and a giant boulder, but the boulder is actually made up of vines because it's Biolante. It's got <gasps> vines uh, going cool. everywhere, and he's got to use a ton of breath to dodge around her. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I that pretty rad.
2: Yeah.
1: i mean this is an audio podcast so it's, it's really gonna work really well the like uh,
2: the anti-gravity just lends itself so much to like awesome imagery like it would have been really awesome at the end of the film where we just had conks sort were of just laying in the anti-gravity and you hear it's like what a wonderful world with just numerous dugs oh, floating around them
3: wholesome <laughs> that'd be
4: good yeah
2: that's good.
0: <laughs> Destiny, what about you and your standout effect award?
4: Uh this was mentioned earlier, but Godzilla's little facial expressions um they're so small, but it just really stood out to me that it's like I'm watching the movie and I'm like, did he just smirk? He did. Yeah. It just <laughs> it's so it's so subtle, but it left it really like resonated with me right it's just like i just have been thinking about it and i see everybody else thinking about it so i'm just like yeah. you know <laughs> i love that
1: it's like he's like you can tell he's enjoying the fight yes when you see that
4: and for me like it's like the little subtle things cuz like i'm a am a ux engineer at my day job and i'm always like it's the little things that you don't notice that really make the whole come together. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's something like that that I, like, pick up on. And I'm just like, this is such a subtle thing, but it speaks miles of, like, his character in this movie. And then, like, we're getting so much emotion from that with that fight scene. Mm-mm.
5: Love it.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Good. Uh, final award. The Oh, That's a Good Shot Award. And Destiny, will start with you this time.
4: So, I feel like, What I liked was kind of like, I don't know, is this a little cop out? It was like the trailer, but like I really liked it. (laughs) When it like Kong comes flying with his like spike hammer, you know, I'm just like, Kong!
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's just so epic. Like, it is hard to beat that. Like, that's why it made the trailer was because it was such a standout moment for sure. Yeah,
4: it's so good.
3: So good. Mm
5: -hmm.
0: Lisa?
3: Mine was also in the trailer. It's um, it's really like one of the most showa moments of the movie, where he's grabbing the one war bat and then just swinging him into the other one. It was so cool. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I and love he it. He eats the head of it. Oh, oh. yeah, that was pretty gnarly. Kong I Wars.
3: am thinking of another shot too during the fight um at sea where. I think there's a pilot about to take off in the plane, but then the whole um, yeah. <laughs> the launching pad that he's on like slowly starts to tip back in the water. So we get this shot from his perspective of him like going all the way back. Like, yeah, <laughs> that was intense.
0: That that was my oh, that's a good shot award. So I'm a big fan of that one. Good stuff. Yeah, uh,
2: Nate. It's definitely got to go to that shot with Ren Serizawa on the helipad with Godzilla flashing his intimidation display in the background just approaching the Apex facility. He just looks actually a lot bigger than he does at any other point in the movie. Like, he just oozes, like, menace. And someone had mentioned Gamera earlier on in the podcast, and it just gives me the same vibes as Gamera 3 with Ayane seeing Iris approaching the train station
5: in that last Mm -hmm. shot. And...
2: Oh, I just love that shot. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Mm. No,
0: honestly, Alex mentioned Gamera 3 to me earlier in relation to how humanity starts to turn on Godzilla. And I was like, man, that is a good connection uh, that I did not think about. And I love the shot of Ren Sarazawa right there as well. It, it does make me wish that we had more of his character, like you mentioned earlier, Nate, uh, because I think there's so much potential there for sure. Mm-hmm. But- Let's let's go ahead and wrap this up with some final thoughts. So I'm curious, what would you rate this film out of five? And where does it fall in your MonsterVerse ranking? And Lisa, as the returning guest, I'd like to start with you.
3: And now it's time to straddle the fence and give like this uh, uh, lukewarm answer. <laughs> um, I think... It's like a four out of five for me. Maybe my rating would have been better if we really engaged in Gia's backstory. I felt like that was so much of the heart of the story and that's where my mind was. So I wanted Mm -hmm. to know like more of how she had first interacted with Kong and their connection. That could be a whole nother movie though. So maybe that would have taken up too much time. But (sighs) with all these movies, I wish I could like... Frankenstein a couple of them together and then like make the movie that I want because like some mm-hmm. of them have like these really exciting dynamic scenes and then right afterwards each of them will have plot elements that really drag so I like want to stitch them together somehow so I don't know if I can do like an actual tier list for the movies like that nice one that everybody does Um, everything's just like side by side for me I like them all equally <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, we'll take okay. it. We'll, it's not an okay. answer, but we'll take it, Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I,
5: I, I,
1: let, yeah, I mean, you gave it a four out of five, which is a great score. But then the rest of it, like, it's like, I feel like Lisa's lying to me. She doesn't really like this movie. I do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but I like all my children.
1: <laughs> Destiny, how about you?
4: So overall, I felt this movie was just just so fun. And it was just like pure adrenaline. And I just like needed it. You know, it's been, Mm. it's been a rough time for everybody. And sometimes it's like, I'm just going to go to a movie and turn off my brain and just go with it. Um, It's definitely, it's definitely not a five for me, but I would be comfortable giving it a four with Lisa. Um, I mentioned all my pain points earlier. So I think that if we had, a little bit more, again, with like Gia and some of just tightened up some of the um, other storylines a little bit. I think that could have you know made the score a little higher for me.
5: Mm-hmm. But the
4: the effects and the dynamic, um, like I don't know, just seeing Godzilla and King Kong fight, I think it it makes my other complaints like so minimal. It's just fun and. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say other than like movie good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> um, but as far yeah. as like the monster verse goes, um, this is this one. So Skull Island's like my number one, um, mm-hmm. because I think that's such a solid adventure movie, it has a wonderful balance between the you know, we always talk about the human element, but it does have a really good balance between big monsters and people. And it's a solid story. And, you know, if you have friends who are not into big monsters, it's such a good entry. Um, So I would put then Godzilla versus Kong, number two. I almost put King of the Monsters at two, but they're are some things in Godzilla versus Kong that make me like it a little bit more. Um, and then 2014 is, is last.
0: Yeah. We share the
4: same rating. So yeah.
2: Uh, Nate, how about you? So I'd say like, like everyone else, this is a four out of five for me. I'd say the action is top notch, probably the best out of the entire series in terms of monster battles and in terms of that like it scores the four on its own with just monster action but i believe like the lack of like characterization from the humans is a big turnoff for like maybe some people and it attracts for my own score and along with a lack of explanation about what happened between king of the monsters and gvk in the film itself and us having to like look at external material is not the best thing in the world i don't think a film Mm should have to rely on external material for you to understand something everything should be self-contained in that way Mm -hmm. and what's Uh, interesting is that king of the monsters was like around two hours and something minutes while this film was only around an hour or so and it just makes me wonder if gvk had king of the monsters runtime would we have seen more characterization would we have seen more things from the novel Mm -hmm. it really makes you think like was King of the Monsters probably the best length, but we just need something on the level of, say, GVK or Skull Island. But in terms of my rankings, uh, this is so hard. Again, it's choosing choosing between your children. Um, I'd I'd have to probably put GVK and King of the Monsters tied for one and two. I'm going to flip-flop between them. For like the rest of these days, I saw King of the Monsters 10 times. I'm not sure if I will see GVK 10 times, but those two are going to fight it out to see who gets the father's affection. And then wow. <laughs> the like the awkward first child 2014, you come in at number three solidly. Maybe because I was actually so much younger when I saw it. I, I wasn't mm-hmm. even 18 at the time. And now I'm a grown man. I'm old. I pay taxes. <laughs> I'm just gruntled. I just want my I just want my big monkey action but and then I put Skull Island as the um, red-headed stepchild at last place I'm sorry
5: (laughs) oh man (laughs) Oh well. at least this
2: this is how I literally never ever end up on one of these podcasts again
3: (laughs) I just want to bring Chris on right now and like throw him before the court and be like explain yourself why did you say it was a one like
0: (laughs) Well, you could listen to it. It is going to be out. Our, our, my conversation with Chris, I think it's coming out with the time we're recording it this tomorrow. So Ooh, you can, you can be hear there. Chris talk about.
4: It. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll listen to it and I'll like yell at the
1: at the speakers.
4: <laughs> no one can hear me, so I'll just yell at the universe.
1: The thing Bye. is, <laughs> it it seems that way, but I, in our episode of MBM Plus that we already recorded, I actually. I found that most of his complaints I agreed with. He just weighs those complaints way heavier than I think Mm. all
0: of us do. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. That's that's the thing
0: for sure.
2: Well, I think like when uh, when you guys do advertise it, just we can all type tap in the uh,
3: (laughs) tap. Simple as that. There it is. There it
4: is. (laughs) Man, Uh, just for me, I'm not picky. I'm like, is it a movie? Does it have Godzilla? (laughs) (laughs) All right, it's good. (laughs)
0: well let's close this out uh, by a little self promotion from you all Um, where can people find you online what's in store for you this upcoming year what creative projects do you have in your near future Destiny I'd like to start with you on this one
4: thanks I'm available on all the social medias at Kaiju Hime Um, mostly active on Twitter and Instagram but yeah um, on other things too I'm wrapping up uh, the Girls Who Love Monsters, so our books came in last week, I believe, so I've been going ahead packaging them up, I've got my husband helping me print out mailing labels, so we're trying to get those out as soon as possible. My big goal for this year is, after I finish this project, I'm going to take a break. but I'm hoping in the fall to uh, launch a Patreon and I have a lot of big plans for that. I'm really excited. Um, I hope that people will find me there and I hope that you will be as excited as me. Cause I plan to do little things like, you know, sketch card clubs, button clubs, maybe um, have some exclusive like little books and stuff to print and publish. So We'll see how that goes.
3: Yes, it's going to be awesome. awesome. But, but do take your break. This whole book project has been a huge undertaking for you.
4: So oh. recover at some point. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, it's been almost two years, but I'm like the kind what? of person that I'm like, I always have to be doing things. And then as soon as I'm like, I'm halfway through like one thing, my brain is like, oh, I just had this other really great idea. Drop everything and do that now. And I'm like, No. (laughs)
0: Uh, That's awesome. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what's in store with that Patreon later this year, for sure.
2: Nate, what about you? So you could find me on almost any social under Zimzilla99. You'll probably be able to catch me the quickest on Instagram. Of course, with YouTube, I'm going to be working on two videos right now. I'm actually working on a kaiju character review for a friend of mine named Matt, looking at his own character. And then I'm currently writing the next part to a Godzilla audio drama called Odo Island. So that's going to be pretty fun. And then outside of YouTube... I'm working on several projects because Destiny is a woman after my own heart in terms of
5: <laughs> literally the
2: amount of projects I have in the background just keeps growing and growing. But thankfully, I I think in my mind, hmm, how can I incorporate this into the last project? And then it becomes a <laughs> multimedia project that will probably never get done. But at least right now, awesome. I'm working on a first book called Vovum Saga, which is an original kaiju product that is hopefully going to be coming out in the next couple of years oh that's awesome you're really busy too though oh my gosh yeah well (laughs) that's just one that's one of like three books oh man well oh my gosh three kaiju books and then two other books that aren't even related to kaiju one's just dinosaurs and another's straight up fantasy I okay. am a busy that's, man, and the projects that's are awesome.
1: taking that's everything from
2: though. me. <laughs> that
1: is cool. All right, Lisa, you've got a lot to live up to.
3: Oh, here we go. <laughs> well, I don't disappoint every Monday when you go on Twitter in the Media Monday hashtag and <laughs> <laughs> see whatever nonsense I crap <laughs> up. I don't know. Um, yeah, both my Twitter and Instagram handles are Lisa Knafziger, Um so you can find me there goofing around. Wondering if Toho's watching me, <laughs> but um, I'm working on some freelance work right now. I have a webcomic that updates every Tuesday called Taking Back Tokusatsu, which that's pretty fun. And I have been talking to Destiny and Henry about maybe finally doing, like, um, speaking of Menia, doing the Menia summer camp story sometime. So yeah, well, maybe it'll be a short story. Hopefully let's make it like a nice manageable project. I feel like between the three of us, we like like big, <laughs> huge projects and it's going to be like this... <laughs>
4: omnibus. Let's yes. get it done, it's like, it's like find a little thing. What can I do? What's manageable? Also, learn to say no to yourself. Yes. Right. <laughs> I laugh, but on the inside, I cry. It's
1: true. <laughs> I can't wait to see this George R. R. martin size project. Good. Here.
3: And I'll bail, like, three-quarters of the way through and be like, I'm tired.
0: <laughs> uh, hey, but seriously, thank you all for being on this this was a lot of fun I, I love hearing different perspectives and i thank you all for for being on our second official panel episode we really
2: appreciate it
4: thanks so much for having me
2: yeah it was a pleasure to be Super on your. and I'm thankful for the opportunity
4: i hope i hope people aren't mad at me that I said I didn't like Mark and Nathan I'm sorry, no, <laughs> sorry. No, absolutely not you're, big, you're totally big not.
3: Godzilla girls up in this place <laughs> no
2: no you're okay well we won't say anything in public but we'll gatekeep you on the yeah. inside yeah, <laughs> yeah. This, this panel episode
1: turned into a hit piece on you by the way <laughs>
2: brutal that's it
4: tomorrow all of my social medias are gone packing my bags this,
3: ca- <laughs> this account doesn't exist anymore <laughs>
2: How to Cancel Kaiju Personalities 101.
4: <laughs> I'll just be like lurking through everyone else's Twitter feeds like crying. <laughs> Who's this Hime Kaiju that showed up all of
1: the,
5: <laughs> the egg account. <laughs>
1: well, as always,
0: you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at nvm underscore pod. On Letterbox. we're Alex Cornette and Eric Neely. Email us nvmpod at gmail.com or leave us feedback at nvmpod.com. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mvmpod and receive weekly bonus off-the-cuff episodes. And if you feel so led, leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews really help. Monsters vs. Men is produced by Alex Cornette. Executive producers are Faye Basier and Michael Herndon. Special thanks to our wives, comma Rock Band for PlayStation 3, Senor Honda, Drew the Collector, our Instagram connector, and you, the listener, for listening. Until next week. Try, Try to, to, to
5: stay, stay
3: alive. alive. <laughs> Good. Go! <No>. Go! <laughs> but tell me this like all the joking that we did about will they won't they are they gonna get together are they gonna kiss at the end when he's about to walk off in the sunset as he does you know Godzilla got to go in the water for the final shot um they kind of had a look right oh yeah <laughs> there was kind of some eyes so <laughs> 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 That's
5: a <literal> um <laughs>